an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, as we welcome you back on a Monday. He is Michael Lombardi. We've we've got the uh, the matrix that is the NBA and the postseason figured out. I believe uh, I'm still trying to figure I'll it out. Be, well, we do to a degree. I mean, we kind of have a sense of it, but we'll see. You know, we will see. Your Dallas Mavericks. Um, mm-hmm. opened, obviously jazz Mavs opened a pick them. The jazz have mm-hmm. been bet up to two and a half. You, you, I feel like that's a team that you're, you're high on the Mavs, right? I, I am because I think the people have slept on them. I think they're really good defensively. I think Dallas Tremendous. has played, they played really good defensively. And I think that they, they with Luca, they certainly can generate enough offense. I mean, when you just look at their numbers, I mean, you know, they are really good in a lot of categories uh, and better than Milwaukee, better than Philadelphia. You know, they're kind of even with Miami in terms of their statistical data. Now, we can't get carried away with statistical data during the regular season because we know there is such a disparity between that. But when you look at what they've been able to accomplish over the last two weeks, Dallas, they're the best offense in all of basketball. They're averaging 130 points a game. They're, they're, giving up, they're giving up 116. I mean, they've been able to really play at a high level. And with Luka, when he's, when he's kind of doing what Luka does, which is remarkable, he, he's really good. And, I, and they don't turn the ball over. They're fifth in the league in, in turning, not turning the ball over. They're really, good in, they're really good in e-field goal percentage, which is 54%. And they defend. They, they hold the opponents to, to any field goal percentage. So, you know, I, I just think to me they're a good team. I'm surprised Utah's favorite because I do think they can, make, they can make Utah play a different game. You and know, they can make Utah play a different – Gobert play a different game. I mean, you know, they, they'll – I mean, I know Powell plays big, but, you know, Powell's not a, a, a traditional – can, Powell can go stretch it out on the three-point line and, and, you know, make Gobert have to go chase him around. You know, and and Kidd was kind of a he was a pretty good defensive coach with the Nets and the Bucks, but he is a great example of 
you know, another chance where he had time to learn. And he's come back. I mean, they were your under team this year, the, the Dallas Mavs. And Kidd has done a hell of a job coaching this team. Because if you take a look at the roster, I mean, I guess Brunson's your second best player. Dinwiddie's been a great addition for the team. But it's not like it's a roster loaded with names. It's a collective. no. no. I mean, Kleber is a really good. Th- I mean, he shoots it from the from the range out there, you know. And I think Jalen Brunson, who will be an unrestricted Brunson's free great. agent, they weren't able. He's been great. I mean, he's been fa- fabulous. Finney Smith. I mean, they're really good. And Dinwiddie can certainly give them that offensive juice yep. that they have lacked at times. So, well, I'm surprised that they're that that the bet the betting public has gone in that direction. Well, check I this think out, Michael. You- they're your seventh betting favorite to come out of the West. You go Suns, your favorite. Uh, second betting favorite, the uh, Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, and then the Mavs are 14 to 1 to come out of the West. Which is fascinating because if the Mavs were in the East, right, they would be the two state. They would have won the, they, they would have beaten the, the, they, they beat, they won the series against Milwaukee and they won the series against Boston. Yep. Nope. It's, it, you're 100% right. So you've been on that team. Um, that's coming up. I just like, I like the way that I think ultimately now we all know that there is going to be some form of, of adjustment come playoff time. I mean, we know that. And that's what we as handicappers have to do is, is help. If you want to bet these season series of what are the adjustments? It's easy to bet. It's really easy to bet. You know, last year, bet Utah. Well, I mean, we saw that really quickly, how Utah was struggling come playoff time. So I, I think ultimately, you know, we've got to look at the matchups like Will Hill said. Are they going to go small? I mean, how, who does Gobert guard if they got – if Cleaver's on the court? I mean, he's, is he going to go out there and defend the three-point line? He's going to stretch he, out. Then he loses all his effectiveness, That's right? exactly right. He's got to be near the bucket 100%. So we mentioned the 185 price on the 76ers in that Raptor series, which you and I both thought was a little heavy. The number open four and a half coming up this Saturday – in Philly, and it's sitting four and a half. I got a couple of books uh, with Toronto getting bet down to four. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think it's going to be Toronto money coming in. I don't know how much the line will move in basketball uh, as it does in football. But to me, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, look at the team, look at how they're going to play, you know, uh, I mean, and knowing Nick Nurse and then listening to Doc. I mean, Doc just did a press conference where he was trying to explain why he uses the backup centers and based on playing big and playing. Well, Toronto doesn't play big, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were just asking the question about, you know, are you going to play, are you going to play, you know, this, the, 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 who's your backup center, which is kind of a meaningless, you know, it's an important part, equation, especially when you, want, when you want Embiid to not play 38 minutes and be exhausted in the fourth quarter. So who's going to get some minutes? And if they're not, if, if Toronto's not going big, I just think it's going to be really hard for for them to match up to Toronto because, like I said the other day, Toronto beat them, and they didn't have two of their top players on the court. I mean, when Van Fleet gets going, I mean, who's guarding Van Fleet? You know, and Scotty Barnes, Barnes is the the, the rookie is. He's just, and I, he runs the point at times. He's just really, and Nick Nurse, sorry to your boy, Doc. I know this is going to shock you, my opinion, but I think Nick Nurse, obviously a coaching advantage over your boy, Doc. Oh, no doubt. And, and we, and we, and they didn't have Onanobi, Onanobi, the other kid, the, the Indiana kid. They didn't have him there on the wing. I mean, this is a good team with wings, big wings, long players, challenging, you know, and, and will they get through the East? No, because I think what Thomas Gable said is so true. This East is loaded. 
and Toronto for considering that they don't really have anybody that, you know, they haven't been in the lottery to get it. You know, you, of course, you have to be in the lottery to get a good player. You can't you can't get I mean, Scotty Barnes was a lottery pick last year, but still a good player. He won the first pick overall. Nope. Fourth overall and a surprise when he did go for uh, I'll give you the numbers to come out of the East. So the Bucks are your favorite at two to one. The Nets, your second betting favorite, Michael, at plus 320. Celtics, plus 325. The Heat, plus 425. And then check out this drop-off. You go 76ers, 6-1. to And then the Raptors to come out of the East, 30-1. to So you've got yeah. those five, obvious, with the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, Heat, and 76ers. Then a huge drop-off after that. I would take a shot on the Celtics. I still think their wing play, if they get Williams back, they get some a big... And I think that, that they're going to need Williams back to beat Milwaukee. He should be but good for their be second the round, by the way. Williams that, should that's be good. Where I would, that's where I would go with. I would go with Boston. I, don't I think Boston's defensively has played really well. And, you know, when you just look at their team and what they've been able to accomplish, I, I think they've gotten better over the year. They've improved their depth as their team. I think that's really been important. So I would take, based on these numbers, I think Philly's a wasted pit. I think they really, I'm not saying that as a fan. I'm saying that as somebody, they have no chance to compete. I think the Philly will go through a complete transformation in the offseason to almost get to the team where they can build it around. Not that I'm saying this is correct, but you could see they want to change what they do now that they have Harden. And the only way they're going to do that is if they lose in the opening round and maybe Doc shifts off to Los Angeles. I think there's a pretty good chance he's coaching the Lakers next year. I really do. I would bet that. Who, I would bet who, that. who do you think Maury has in mind? Oh, D'Antonio. I mean, I, yep. D'Antonio. I think there's no doubt. I mean, that, that, that would, can you that would imagine, take two seconds. Can you imagine that offense with D'Antonio? I, the, that would be pretty special. By the way, the championship odds, I'll give you these quickly. The Suns are big-time favorites at plus 250. I say big-time because the next— Deservingly. Yeah, I would agree. Deservingly. The, the defending champs, the Bucks are 4-1. to one. The Nets are six and a half. To, the Nets are your third betting favorite. If they can't get they, there, they, they, they can't, can't get there. I mean, they can't right. defend. I mean, they don't play any. They don't play any. I mean, they at can't some defend. Point, man, you got to play the best defense. I mean, Phoenix. The last two weeks of the season, Phoenix has been the best defense in the in the NBA, and they they are the third best defense overall. The best defense overall is Boston. If you want to took a shot at somebody to go all the way, you play Boston. Okay, I'll give Boston, you the number. I mean, seven the, and a half to one. Yeah. Plus 750. I yeah, agree that, with you. That's a good number. That's a really good number. It gets you some value. I'm not saying you're going to hit with it, but I think when you look at it, Boston is, is when you look at Boston's numbers, other than the win differential, you know, other than the win differential, they are, they are really uh very, uh, they are, they are a second most value team and, and their win expectation based on numerical data was they should have had 58 wins. And partly the reason they didn't was because of the bad start to the season. But the last two weeks, really good in diff- point differential, outstanding in offense, outstanding in defense. You know, and, and as, they, as now if we have all this data, they're the best defense in the NBA and they're the 10th best offense in the NBA. Those are two pretty good recipes to winning games. I, if it's not the Celtics, as you mentioned, I think there's a pretty good chance we could see a repeat of last year's finals. Remember, and it was it was a crazy series. Remember, Phoenix wins the first two, and then a sweep yeah, from then on out by the Bucks. That was a great series, though. I mean, Giannis was it so really was. good in that series. It's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it what really he did in is. that series. 
you know, and and look, do, do the Nets have enough juice? No, man, to they can't defend. They can't. They literally you know, can't I mean, defend. It, it, to me, it's is going to be so problematic. I mean, it's going to be that's where I think, and then they're going to be worn down. How much are they going to be able to stay? At this level, I mean, now they're playing one extra game. They're putting a lot of miles on Durant. There's no denying that. Didn't you tell me you talked to an exec that said he didn't necessarily believe in the Grizzlies come postseason time? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, I sure and did. They, and they are, and they, by the way, just quickly on their championship number, the Grizzlies are 17 to 1. They're behind the 76ers. They're behind the Heat, the Celtics, the Warriors. So they're 17 to 1. Right now on the board. I mean, look, they've got talent. They're a young team, but I think when when you force them to play a half court game, their transition offense is what the key is to their team, uh, and also their ability to offensive rebound, and that's where they get second looks. And I think that's why people are saying, look, that's not going to be the game you play come playoff time. Yeah, you're not exaggerating either when you say they're a young team. They're this. The Grizzlies are the second youngest team in the NBA, only behind Oklahoma City, who. And think about the disparity there as far as what those two teams did this year. It's really incredible. I agree. I think he, they're in. The, they're good in the paint, but I think when you get, slow them down into a half-court offense, especially in the postseason, I think they can be susceptible. So we continue. Oh, a shocking birthday over the weekend we didn't announce. We'll come back with that next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. 
Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Now, that was a weird tease, Michael. I said a shocking birthday because birthdays shouldn't be shocking. But Bill Belichick Mm-mm. turning 70 on Saturday is quite shocking. This coming up. This Saturday oh, coming up, Oh, it's this right? Saturday. Okay, gotcha. It, yeah, he he looks 16th. the same as he did 20 years 16th. ago. He looks great. Yeah. You know, and he's still got the vigor. I, I think it's this. Yeah. Yeah. He... You know, I wrote this down. Josh Look, McDaniel. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I was just going to tell you, remember the last game that Tom Landry coached, he was mm-hmm. 64. And the reason I bring yeah. that up is because, you know, to be Landry, great, he had a great vibe, everything about Landry. But I mean, he, he, he did look like a 64 year old Belichick's going to be 70. And he kind of just has the same aura and the same look about him as he did 20 years ago. It's great. You know, and as great as Coach Landry was, you know, Coach had a lot of help in his organization. Not that Belichick doesn't, but Coach Landry really just coached the team. Gil Brand and Tex Ram ran the team. And so, you know, that gave him a lot of freedom in the offseason, whereas Coach Belichick's running the whole operation. You know, everything that happens within that building is going through his desk. And so the energy that you need to be able to be on top of every single detail is somewhat remarkable for me that what he's been able to accomplish. Now, this year, you know, last year he got a lot of heat because he spent too much money. This year he's getting heat because he's not spending money. People can't make up their minds, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, my apologies. Uh, You're right. Saturday, this coming Saturday, April 16th, Mm -hmm. 52. He'll be 70 years old. And Mm. you know him better than anybody. It doesn't appear to be losing his zeal or zest for the game. I think he loves his craft. I think he loves doing what he's doing. I think he's motivated by rebuilding this franchise again and taking over the challenge of, of, of what lies ahead. And with a young quarterback that he feels very comfortable with, I think he feels like the future certainly can get improved. So we'll, we shall see. You know, I mean, they, they brought Trent Brown back. I mean, I know they've got rid of they got rid of Shaq Mason. They use Shaq Mason's money. They get Parker if he can stay healthy. That certainly is an upgrade. And then he has a he's got these draft choices that he's got to hit on. Great quote from Coach K about Belichick. I want to read to you. Uh, he told Peter King. He said, "Quote: This is Coach K now about Bel- Bill Belichick. Quote: I can't get into his head, but watching him is incredibly interesting. When somebody says you've been doing this." The, the same way, it's the same job. No, it's not the same job. It's adapting. It's exciting. Like, this is Coach K. Like, I'm 75. That happened with USA Basketball later in life, and I wanted to use what I learned. That's what I see from Bill from afar. I really admire him, and I like him because, really, it's not about him. It's about the players. There's nobody who's built a better culture in pro sports, right? Question mark. So he nope. is – that's a great quote from Coach K about Belichick. It's true. I mean, Josh McDaniels is quoted as saying, you know, with Bill turning 70 years old, you know, he said if he's there 10 years from now, it wouldn't surprise me to see. He still attacks the job with the same now that I saw him attack it uh, when it, when I started with him in 2001. Doesn't matter what part of the year it is, the big thing that Bill's going for him, he's always done He's always done. He loves all the facets, whether it's scouting, preparation, roster evaluation, team building, development parts all year. So, I mean, he enjoys it all, and he's good at every facet of it. And, he, and Coach K's right. He's rebuilt the culture, and part of the culture is going to stay within what he wants it to become. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it's a more challenging job than it was in 2001 when he had it. It, it, or when 1991, when he had it with us in Cleveland, it's still challenging, but he's still able to maintain everything, every facet within the game. I won't, I won't read the whole quote, but I, he used a cool word to describe. Coach K used a cool word, Michael, to describe Belichick. He said he has a great curiosity. 
And I yeah, think that's no. interesting. Like, that's what keeps us alive, right? That's what keeps us, like, keep going. All, is all curiosity. great leaders have, all great leaders are curious. They want to figure out how we're going to get better. You know, what are we going to do to get better? You know, can we do something to, you know, how are we going to try to not change, but keep expanding our growth and our development? I think, you know, in, in doing so much research on people, like for Al Davis was always reluctant to make changes. You know, as great as he was at, at, at a period of his career, it was challenging for him to change and adjust. And I think that's one of Bill's greatest strengths. Speaking of age, uh, this is from Matt Santos's rundown. Nobody does rundowns like Santos. He had a quote from an an NFL exec who said, uh, speaking of Matt Ryan, quote, I had him with a big decline last year. He's had a phenomenal career, but last year was a big drop off. So I bring that up to ask you, what are the Colts getting with Matt Ryan? Do you see a drop off? I, I No, I, I think they're getting stability at the quarterback position. I, I think they're getting the uh, the adult. They're getting leadership, something they didn't have last year. I think they're getting someone who can get to the line of scrimmage, run what they want them to run, get them in the, let the burden of responsibility fall more on Tom, on Jonathan Taylor than fall on the quarterback, and then the execution within that offense. Um, look, I think Matt Ryan last year he showed a lot to me when he played Buffalo up in Buffalo. I did not think they would be able to even keep that game close, and they did, and they did. They had it down to the, he turned the ball over going into the end zone in that game or else it was a lot closer than the score indicated. And I thought he threw the ball well in the wind and the weather, considering he's a dome player. And, and knowing that he's been the most sacked quarterback over the last three, four years, or whatever it's been, he's still throwing the ball down the field and still making throws. And I think this is the perfect situation for the player. It's the perfect situation for the team. And knowing Reich's ability to coach the quarterback, I think it'll manifest itself. Do I think they're going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know if I could say that. They got improved defensively. This is what we don't talk enough about. Every focus on the quarterback, but when you really break down the Colts last year defensively, that's where their liabilities showed up the most. I mean, they were bad on third down. They couldn't, they didn't play very well in the red zone. They weren't able to stop people on fourth down. And in the fourth quarter, they gave up 140 points. I mean, you you ain't winning any games giving up 140 points in the fourth quarter, Patrick. Mm-hmm. But you actually, I think you kind of like the, the moving on from the defensive coordinator. To be fair, I, I like two things. To, I like three things the Colts have done this year. Number one, I, I like the trade for Matt Ryan. I do. Didn't really cost them anything. They traded Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan. We could harp on the blown decision for for Carson Wentz. Sure, you can do that. However, this being said, they moved on from it. They learned from it. This is all we can do in life is learn from our mistakes. If they would have sat with it and continued with it, then it's a problem. That's one. Two, I I like the change of defense. I think they needed to get rid of Eberflus. It was too generic. It was too basic. Three, I like John Fox coming in. Mm -hmm. I like John Fox coming in and whispering in Gus Bradley's ear, Gus, we're going to have to do a little bit different stuff now. We just can't run Pete. Even Pete doesn't run Pete's defense anymore. You know, this goes back to 1985 when Floyd Peters and Monty Kiffin and Pete were all in a room together. we got to change this. And then we're going to be a little bit more expansive come the red zone where we can utilize our skill with Darius Leonard. You know, the one thing that never is talked about is to be a great red zone team in the National Football League, your Mike linebacker has to be a great pass coverage guy. Has to be. He's got to cover. It's like being the center in a basketball court in a zone. He's got to be able to cover it all up. And with Leonard, you think they could be better in the red zone. But unfortunately, they're not. I think the John Fox hiring is going to really give them some 
diversification, some curiosity that Bradley lacks at times when he's running the defense. And I think that'll help. They're nine and a half season win totals, the Colts. Well, they got, you know, they got Houston twice. They got Jacksonville, who, you know, on paper is going to look better. But Jacksonville always looks better on paper. I mean, they've spent more money this year than any team in the league. Will it transpose itself? I think the question for Jacksonville will be, can they get this quarterback? Can Doug Peterson get this quarterback to play and press Taylor, his offense quarterback? Can he get them to play at the, can he get him to play at a high level and get his consistency with his fundamentals? That's going to remain to be seen. I think they pick a defensive player. I really do. I talk to more people in the league. I, I think I don't think they're locked into Hutchinson by no means at the first pick overall, but I think they're going to improve their pass rush to get a pass rusher, a front seven player to help their defense. I, I'm trying to quantify. So with Ryan, are they getting essentially the same version they got with Rivers? Because if that's the case, you know that was a, they had a chance to win that Buffalo game. I mean, they, they, you know, they, if Frank doesn't go for it on fourth down in, in that situation, they might win that game. I mean, he was a little too aggressive. Do I think they're getting the same? I think they're getting a better arm. I thought Rivers' arm was dead. Agreed. Remember that Cleveland game where he was trying to throw the ball and the wind was coming in <laughs> off the lake and he really was struggling to drive it? I think Ryan can throw it. That's why I cited back to the Buffalo game because, you know, you, you, if you're going to win a playoff game, the way we are going 17 weeks, there's too many teams that play outdoors. You're going to have to play in bad weather. I mean, I know the Rams didn't have to this year. They were able to go to Tampa, nice weather, come home and play two cozy games. Good for you. And then they get the Super Bowl in a cozy stadium. That's not always going to be the case. You've got to prepare your team to play in cold weather. Also, they're getting now a guy entering. He could be scary good in Jonathan Taylor. Like last year yeah. was incredible. And now he's kind of, you know, that next yep. level. I, I think the nine and a half is an interesting number on the Colts. They're 25 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're 14 to one to represent the AFC in the game. So I don't know. I like Reich. You like Reich. He kind of took some hits last year for not necessarily developing Wentz, but he seems like a good coach that I I think, I think Wentz was on. I think the one thing we've learned about Carson Wentz, it's been consistent from Doug Peterson all the way through. He don't want to take coaching. Even from a guy he respects, he didn't want to be coached. It's not Reich's fault. And you bring up the point, Ryan's going to get protected there in Indy. He was not protected in Atlanta, and that's going to make a big difference for a guy that age that can still sling it. Uh, That's a good take there. Happy, well, we'll we'll wish him a happy birthday on Saturday. In fact, maybe Belichick will just come on the show and we can tell him happy birthday. (laughs) If not, I won't be here this Saturday. Oh, you're not going to be here. here. That's nice. I'm going to be off this. I'm taking a week off, Patrick. I'm sorry. You deserve it. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet baseball this season, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, strategy for 19 bucks. Listen, it's a long grind. Let us help you for $19. It's pretty simple. We get the digital guide, which is incredible. Uh, Adam Burke has futures, team previews. We got Jason Weingarten in there who does a great job. MLB future bets. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN through the draft for $19. So you get the baseball guide and the draft guide for $19. VSIN.com slash spring. VSIN.com slash spring. So are you actually going to take a break and vacation, or are you just going to work? Like, what's what does that mean? Well, i got to keep working. I mean, i got to I'll write a column. I'll do my pod, but I won't be with you on Thursday through next Monday like we typically are, and I'll come back uh, 
I'll come back on Thursday, the following Thursday, when we resume again. And, and just because I wanted to go to see my, I haven't seen my son in, in down in Carolina for since the summer. So I felt like Good I should you. do that and see my grandkids and break right before the draft. And then I'll be out and spend, uh, we'll get to spend. Are you uh, coming out for the six, draft? Five days. I'm coming out. Oh, I'll be great. sitting right next to you. I had no clue. Yeah, I'll be oh, sitting that's right awesome. Ne- yeah, Good I'm for sitting you. right next to you there. I'll so you get to see the Tuesday family when you come out too. Well, just one of the family. I mean, Dominic will still be, he'll still be back here with uh, everybody. Uh, and then they'll, they'll go out sometime in May. But, yeah, I'll get to see Mick and Josh McDaniels and some of my friends over at the Raiders. So it'll be fun. So it'll, it'll be your first time seeing draft together. It'll be your first time seeing Allegiant, right? You, will you get a chance I mean, to I've see driven by it, but okay. I've never been inside. It's incredible. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've driven by it. There's yeah. a better chance our next guest will actually, our friend Josh will see Dominic, because Dominic is still up in the New England era, area, then, <laughs> uh, then we say hi to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, buddy? Nice haircut. You look good. What's happening? Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I got a haircut, got a nice clean shave. We got to look good How's the dog? Here, but, uh, How's uh, she, she's doing... She's doing very well, Patrick and Michael. Actually, had a great weekend. Went back to Western Mass, visited the family. They met 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 her grandparents this weekend for the first time. So it went well. And now hopefully if me and Elise go on a trip, we can drop her off at mom and dad's and and they'll take care of her. So it was a pretty good success, guys. (laughs) Did she bite the grandparents? (laughs) Luckily, she didn't. But I have two little nieces, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And they were fascinated by her. Kept putting her, you know, their fingers in her cage. But luckily, she was very nice. So we escaped. There was over under one and a half bites. We cashed the under very slightly. (laughs) Um, we got baseball. You got a 12 on the diamond today, but before we get to that, you got an update on the number one overall pick in the forthcoming draft. We were discussing Josh. Yeah. So not a huge move in terms of line movement, but I want to throw this at Michael because, you know, I saw this pop up on NFL network today and uh, you had a report from Mike Garofolo and also Peter Schrager there from NFL network. And they were talking about how there's quote unquote chatter right now about Jacksonville, possibly looking at uh, Trayvon Walker here as the number one overall pick. Now, right now you still have Hutchinson <laughs> minus 250. and Michael, maybe this is just all he's laughing. Cause he, he was saying that he's been saying that for a couple of weeks. Go ahead, Josh. Well, yeah. yeah I and mean, this, I've been you know, saying that. And I Michael, mean, that, I think that, that's, that's been going on in the league for about two weeks. Uh, and I think it's certainly warranted. I think that, you know, when you're picking somebody the first pick overall in the draft, you, you want to say, I want rare. I want rare skills. I want somebody who's – this is what the problem I have with taking Baker Mayfield. You know, he's the smallest guy in that draft. He didn't have the most powerful arm. He wasn't the best athlete. I get all the stuff. You know, but when you take the first pick in the draft, what you really want to be able to do is say, look, this guy is this guy's a freak of nature. You know, he is a freak of nature. So since he's a freak of nature, you know, and, you know, you, th- you think that's the case. But, you know, for me – Walker is. I mean, he certainly is. And, and be, the problem you get, though, is you don't the numbers don't back up his skill set. Right. His his incredible talent and what you see him do in terms of the workout and you see some of it on the tape. You don't necessarily see it all the time on the on the field. And you're wondering, like, where did he disappear to? And I think that's the only thing. I mean, if he would have any kind of numbers that matched his athleticism. I think it's. I think he would easily be the first pick, but I could see, you know, them reaching for the stars, particularly knowing that they're going to be a a analytical base. They still are. You're getting a six five guy who can run really well, you know, who's got a lot of things going for him, you know. But the numbers don't necessarily back up. The, his statistics don't back up. I mean, you're taking about, you know, you're talking about taking a guy 
that is, you know, in, in, in the course of his career, you know, he's had what? He's had, you know, he started 15 games. He's had like, you know, he's, he's had very few tackles for losses. You know, you go through his numbers and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? The talent doesn't belie, but he's certainly worthwhile. But look, people are talking about taking Malik Willis is the first pick in the draft, no. right? They're talking about taking the first quarterback, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what they're talking about. He's the first quarterback. Yep. Okay. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I've, I read this this morning. I think Peter King had it in his notes. I mean, this is common knowledge to every other, including me, but when he, when you watch a quarterback, you want to watch him against good competition, right? So when Liberty played Ole Miss or Liberty plays another good team, like what is his numbers? And in those games, in the two games he's played against high-level competition, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Yep. Think yep. about that. Chew on that for a bit. Yeah, it tastes bad if you're drafting him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Josh, um, what would you say the early returns, uh, what are the early returns for you as far as baseball betting and what's the overview there? Yeah. So just some stats here, guys, to, to chew on here a little bit. You know, we do have favorites winning uh, 62 or around 60% of the time. They're 59%, a little bit more there, but 29 and 20 to start the only season. We just went through our first series, obviously, but the big notable takeaway to me, guys, are these unders. You had a day, I think it was either Friday or Saturday where unders were like 13 and one or 14 and one that an incredible day here. And that's been the biggest takeaway for me from a betting angle right now. Unders 26 and 19, 58%. But I think you got to take every game on its merits. Like, perfect example yesterday was uh, Cleveland and Kansas City. That was a really big, windy over matchup where you had winds blowing out around 20 miles an hour to dead center field. Uh, and as a result, you know, we had a 17 to 3 game. Now, are they exactly, you know, chicken and the egg there? No, but when you see like a total open nine, get juiced up, look to nine and a half, the winds blowing out. Whole point here is, is when you're betting a total in baseball to build a case like you feel like you have an edge here. So really the big edge has been these unders, but I'll keep an eye out for some windy overs. Like, for example, if you're looking for a windy over today, uh, check out the Mets in the Philadelphia Phillies. You had a little move to the Phillies on the money line. This is Suarez against Taiwan Walker. Phillies are like minus 140 up to minus 150. But if we get Citizens Bank ballpark, it's going to be about 60 degrees. Really nice, uh, nice day today in Philly. And you do have wind blowing out about 10 to 15 miles an hour to dead center. So if you want to apply kind of that windy over system match, uh, that would be your best one here. Mets in Philly over nine. It's over nine minus 120. Looks like it may get juiced up and move up to nine and a half. Well, that game's at 6:45 tonight, right? I mean, that's kind of a midnight. I mean, a midday game. Does the over is the weather affect the over? Not the weather. The the nighttime to the daytime affect the over more. Uh, it, it could, it could, Michael. I think, you know, one thing you look at is shadows. Like Patrick knows this from being an LA guy for mm-hmm. a bit here. Those shadows in LA can really, really Good hurt point. you early on for those like later kind of afternoon days. But yeah, 645 to me, you look at the ballpark, you look at the, the juice movement, you look at the weather. And even though that maybe a one o'clock game, you'd say, Hey, you know, bright sunshine, maybe better to the over. It looks like at this point with the nine being juiced up over minus 120, that that later start there uh, really doesn't have a negative impact. If anything, uh, maybe the bright lights and, uh, you know, kind of the, the wind blowing out will kind of push that thing, hopefully, uh, to 10 runs or more if you're going to sweat that over nine. That's a great, great point about the shadows and good question about the difference between day and night. You, what, what you start to notice, and a lot of sharp handicappers as far as baseball is concerned, Josh, it's just the temperature. As it starts to warm up, that, bla- that ball's going to fly a little bit. It's a heavy ball right now when it's cold out. Uh, it, it really, specifically, when you're betting Wrigley, you got to always be monitoring <laughs> the wind. It is really wild how that changes the totals. 
It really is, Patrick, and you know it's important because, you know, pretty much when you uh, get ready for baseball, we look at the overnight numbers. You'll all, Pretty much by, you know, midnight, you'll get every total, every money line, every run line. But Chicago with the, you know, the uh, with the uh, with the Cubs here, they usually don't release the total on that until the next morning because they got to wait for those weather reports. So definitely something really important to keep an eye out for. And again, if you're betting an over, I want some wind blowing out. Maybe, you know, not great pitching matchup here. Let's get some juice and some movement toward that over. See if we can get the over in, the, in uh, Philadelphia tonight. Hey, Patrick, not to interrupt, but Please. I will interrupt. I mean, Alvin Gentry is not coming back as the Kings coach, which I'm sure we all knew. So that now is two NBA openings, soon to be more. Wait, who's the other one? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The Lakers. Oh, my gosh. Vogel got <laughs> fired. Well, we, we we were calling that at the beginning of the year. We said he's going to be hanging out with you in, in I didn't think he would come back. God bless Vogel, though. I'm happy for him. He got an extension. I was worried they weren't going to bring him back. You know, and I thought there was a lot of talk that they weren't, but at least he got an extension, so he's going to get paid for a little bit longer. The Kings have had – think about what the Kings – ever are. since White Chocolate, they were going to move the franchise. They kept the franchise, yeah. last-minute deal, and they have been a disaster for years. And they fired Muss. They gave Muss no time at all. Like, he had, like, no time at all. No players either. It really, it's just been a, a terrible franchise, the way they've been run. Okay, Josh, anything else? Give me one more baseball play on the way out. I need, some, I need something to sweat. Yeah, so if you're a Yankee fan, I actually kind of like the Yankees tonight. This is a really big fade the trendy Gross. dog play. Toronto is one of the most lopsided bets, Patrick. Yeah, the Blue Jays, they're looking good. You know, Vlad Jr., everyone loves them. But they're getting almost 90% of bets. But the Yankees, the line's moving toward the Yankees here. They'll open around minus 115, up to around minus 120. I'd look to bet against Toronto and back the Yankees at home. Okay. Thank you, Chuck. What does dirty water mean, by the way? Am I the only one that don't, doesn't understand the reference with dirty water? Oh, the Charles River, Patrick. Do not drink okay. out of the Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Take your socks and shove them, Josh Applebaum. <laughs> Market Insights. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Thanks, Coming Josh. back here, Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sports books and the reward program, a loyalty program which is really cool. So it's like your credit card when you use it, you get points and you can use those points for online bonuses over at BetMGM or at uh, the resorts. So this is a brilliant idea by BetMGM and it helps you out. So go over to betmgm.com right now and sign up. 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have an issue, you got to be 21 years or older. Okay, so, um, down to Carolina, are you going to have good weather when you go down to Carolina, by the way? It's I, I would hope be nice so. to get yeah, away from the cold so. that you guys have been dealing. It has been yeah, brutal. Sun, it's been, it's been brutal. brutal. I talked to my mom over Michigan. She's just like, this has been the longest winter we've ever had. It's been crazy. Yeah, just to, there's no spring. It just goes right from winter to, to, to summer. But going back to the NFL draft, yes. I think it's really important. We, we see a lot of these, you know, the Patriots are hosting these players and this player and that player. Really insignificant. Really insignificant towards the, the draft market uh, in terms of getting any indication of who a team may pick by their workouts. The teams know the agents are going to push out the players particularly the guys that are drafted on Saturday. They want those guys say, hey, you know, they call around. My guy was in, you know, he was in Denver yesterday. They really love him. They're going to pick him late, you know. So I think you got to get into the – you got to understand that all that information, which is easily accessible for all of us because it is not really relevant at this time of the year. Don't, believe, don't listen to the noise is basically what you're saying there. Don't listen exactly. To Don't let that affect, especially when you're looking at the top of the draft. And I think what, what Josh was asking about Travion Walker is, is you know, the more people dig and the more people look at him, he's only 21 years old, which, you know, is a really important fact, factor, you know, in, in terms of his growth and potential. He's played in 36 games in his collegiate career, and he started half of them, right? And so, you know, one season he had a fractured wrist, and, but his, he's got the frame He's got the speed. He's got everything that you want in a pass rusher and a dominant pass rusher to think that you can manifest it going forward. So there's a higher ceiling, whereas Hutchinson is what you see is what you get. And what you see against Georgia, you know, Dude, wasn't as good. He disappeared you know, against wasn't. Georgia. Right. So, okay, so like what you're doing as a scout now is you say, okay, I've watched, I've watched Hutchinson rush against this guy. Get into Georgia, watch some of their one-on-one pass rush tapes where you see Walker rush against the guy, okay? And now you've been able to compare the market. You've been able to compare apple to an apple. Watch Hutchinson do it. Now I watch Walker. Wow, it's a different story. And I think that's, this is why you're seeing some of this movement. I think this is why the, the big board, you know, the, the names are starting to come around. I mean, Hutchinson remains number one. It's a little bit like the offensive tackle board. If you talk to other people in the league, the Mississippi State Charles Cross is probably the one where he has more upside than anybody else 
including the Alabama kid, including the North Carolina State kid. He's got huge upside. He's really athletic. You know, he's, he was pass blocking in the air raid offense the whole time. Again, 21 years old. Five-star recruit coming out of high school. Started 22 games at left tackle since he redshirted his first year. He's played in every game he's ever been a part of. He's lean. He's athletic. He's only going to get better. These are the kind of guys where they're not as popular in the mocks, but these are the names people are talking about behind the scenes. What was troubling about Hutchinson is he had played so well against Ohio State and then Iowa leading up to that Georgia game. He got manhandled. And, you know, honestly, and I'm a Michigan guy, a bunch of friends that – you know, went to Michigan, Michael, I don't see a miles Garrett. I don't see special with Hutchinson. You know what I mean? Like there is number one overall special. You want it to be special. You want it to be a sure thing. You wanted to say, Hey, look, you know, this guy has rare athletic skill. Garrett has rare athletic skills. You, You know, the kid from Georgia, you know, uh, Walker, he's got rare athletic skills. So, you know, Jordan Davis, the nose tackle from yes. Georgia, he's got rare athletic. I mean, you want rare. You know, you want like Gardner, the corner at, at, at Cincinnati. He's actually rated higher than Stingley because he's got – he's 6'3", his frame. He's got athleticism that's off the chart. That's what you want, you know. Thibodeau has it too, but there's so many periods where he doesn't play with mm-hmm. enough juice and enough intensity that makes you work, that makes you worry. Now, Cross, the kid from Mississippi State, he's got rare skills. I mean, this is a three-year player at the school. He's only going to get bigger. You you draft Cross, you're saying if you're if, if you're sitting there, if you're sitting there and you're the and you're the and you're the Carolina Panthers and you need a left tackle and you let Cross go and you take Kenny Pickett. I mean, you just basically have gone from a guy who's graded seven zero to a guy who's six. I mean, you've just jumped your board. It's 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 not even it's not even understandable. And I thought Christopher Sims made a great point the other day. He was talking if you draft Pickett and you go out to practice and he starts throwing the ball and Sam Darnold's at the same practice, whatever you think of Sam Darnold, I don't care what you think of. In terms of when you're out there at practice and the owner shows up to practice and, and there's no jerseys on the players and he says, oh, who's that over there? Oh, I can see our first-round pick. He looks really good. No, that's Darnold. Our, the other guy's throwing the, week, throwing the, throwing the uh, change-ups. See what I'm saying? Yep. You don't want that. You got the sixth pick in the draft. You want to be able to say this guy's what he is. I mean, Willis, you know, you got the, that's why it just blows my mind that people are so desperate to take these quarterbacks when there's no visual evidence that suggests that he's going to be a tremendous player. You know, he doesn't he doesn't play at Auburn for what we can invent a lot of reasons why he doesn't play at Auburn, correct? Okay, we could say, you know, you know, Bo Nix came in, that's it was Bo Nix was a political all those things. But there's a reason he didn't, right? You know, he had the elbow injury that caused him to wear an arm brace. That was a problem. But, you know, but as an athlete, nobody's going to question he's not a really good athlete. However, is he a quarterback? Can he make all the throws? Yeah, he can make them in a workout. But can he make them when there's a lot of speed to within the game? You know, but I mean, I don't doubt he's got got all the characteristics. But when he can he put them all? He's a dual threat who didn't throw a touchdown pass as the level of competition rose. Think about that. When you're standing at the altar and she's coming your way, you can't be talking mm-hmm. yourself into it. Meaning you no, got to know, you like, you, you know what I mean? Like this is a big time decision. Be completely, 
I mean, give Ted Thompson all the props in the world. When he turned that card in for Aaron Rodgers, he knew. He knew. He was he knew. I, I remember talking to a scout one day, and I was like, you know, I marveled at that because that's a really – because he saw something that I didn't see in, in, in at, at Rodgers. Yeah, he was a good player, but this, this level of player I didn't see, you know, and – and Ted was always really high, and I remember talking to him. You know, he saw it. He saw the twitch. He saw the, the instincts, and that's what you want. I, I don't know if you could honestly say you see that with Willis. I mean, I think you see a really good guy. I think if you put him in the game, he's going to run around, and then once teams decide to rush him a certain way, they're going to say, play quarterback, Malik. And what we have learned in the National Football League is when whomever it is, whatever the quarterback, when you make them have to play Baker Mayfield, you got to play quarterback you got to stay in the pocket, and you got to make these throws. They can't do it. They don't last. And I worry about, look, Rodgers got coached up in college. You know Tedford's a great quarterback coach. I worry about Hugh Freeze, can, he can work around inefficiencies with the quarterback. I worry about Corral because Kiffin can coach you up. It, he, he, there's those numbers. Even the numbers, you mentioned the bigger competition that he struggled but even the numbers that he put up against Leicester competition, how much of that is freeze? Because freeze can coach up a quarterback in college, you know? No doubt. As far no as the doubt. system. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, and, and we can't get caught up in, I mean, percentage of completion, he was 61%. In college, is that good? No. I mean, he threw 18 interceptions in two years. In college, is that good? No. Yeah, I know he threw 47, but he didn't throw a touchdown pass against anybody. Now, where he excels is, man, can he run? Can he run around? And he does have and, a big arm. He can, no, and I'm not denying any of that. I think he's really that. That's there. But to me, uh, I, I just don't. I, I don't see how you can sit there and say this guy walks in. He's a starter from day one, and I feel really good. I could say that about Cross. I could say that about Walker. I could say that about a bunch of other guys. And you're asking me to pass on these guys. Walker's to me. If you're going to take a dangerous pick, take Walker because he's got upside. As a defensive lineman, he's got huge upside. Again, we talked about it yesterday. It was a text from my friend. I think Davis Mills goes before Pickett, Corral, and Willis if he's if he's in the I, draft I this year. Don't disagree. You I know, don't disagree. I think they think they have something in Houston with him, and he was a third rounder. I, I mean, look, I know this. I know that he was well liked in New England. I think is why why uh, uh, Nick was there in New England before he went to Houston. I mean, I don't think if they would have not gotten Mac Jones, I could have easily seen them picking Davis Mills. He was their kind of guy. He fit what they wanted to do. Look, enjoy the time with the family. Thanks, Pat. Try, try not. I mean, just put the, stop writing for a day uh, and just I'm, chill for I'll a miss day. The, I'll miss that? the Sixers loss on Saturday to the Raptors. Then they'll play Tuesday. Uh, that'll be the split, and I'll be back in time when we were up in Toronto. So it'll be perfect. The only question is, who the hell am I working with this weekend? You know, I think I'm working with Amal one of the days. Pray oh, for God me. I'll call in. <laughs> I love Amal. Amal's next odds on with Mike Paul. We'll see you next time here at Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.